Hey, Curtis, what do you got for us this week? This week's movie, Oz, is The Office meets Fifty Shades of Grey meets Avengers Age of Ultron. <laughs> this week's movie is 2002's Secretary. All right, listeners and viewers, welcome back to another week of Let's Talk About Flicks, the weekly podcast where we take a theme for the month. We each take turns bringing a movie to discuss that fits the parameters of that theme. Uh, we are here for episode 16. Uh, wow. 16 of these already. And our first uh, Friday night recording, uh, like I before the show, I said to you, it's, it's Let's Talk About Flicks After Dark. Uh, <gasps> and uh, Ooh, we're, we're behind the velvet rope, folks. We are. And uh, so we definitely have a movie that fits that, uh, fits that category today. <laughs> yeah, more ways than one. Uh, and so, yeah, 2002 Secretary. Curtis, why don't you kick off before I get to characters? Yes, uh, this week's episode we felt required a little bit of a disclaimer. Uh, we'll get into kind of how this movie ended up on our list in a moment. But uh, the disclaimer for this movie is the film Secretary features a character who uses self-injury to cope. Although the character finds relief and pleasure from physical pain, intentional self-injury can lead to accidents that can cause serious harm or death. If you self-injure, please seek out appropriate medical and mental health care. We love you and be safe. Very well said. I couldn't have said it better myself. So, um, But yeah, so Secretary, uh, I've seen this one time prior to this. I remember... I remember the parts that are that are memorable, uh, and mm -hmm. and then the rest of it was really kind of like a brand new movie. Uh, so it was it was a fun watch. I watched it with my wife, uh, as it is February, the month of love. Mm -hmm. As our theme, the, our theme this month is wife's choice, and so this was Melissa, your wife's pick for this for this week. It is <clears throat> Melissa, my wife, my my beloved, has a very interesting take on romance. Again, two weeks ago we had Bram Stoker's Dracula, mm -hmm. and now we have Secretary. Again, uh, I think I've used the word aggressive <laughs> to describe her take on romance. It, a very ag aggressive, uh, <laughs> adrenaline-filled romance. Right. Being married to Melissa is like being in the opening sequence of Cliffhanger. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a mile a minute, folks. <laughs> right. You kick. <laughs> and so uh, to kick off our our movie here, let's talk about characters. I have five. I have five characters. Um, <laughs> That's what I put down to. <laughs> we start with Lee, played by Maggie Gyllenhaal. Lee is a recently released from an from a institution. For cutting herself, hence the disclaimer, uh, which was accidental. She got a little too deep. Um, she is our mm -hmm. titular secretary who eventually replaces cutting tools with fanny slaps. Um, yes. <laughs> we have the we have uh, the forty ninth shade of gray. E. Edward Gray, uh, played by James Spader. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's coincidence or not, his last oh, name I is know, Gray. I know. And this movie came out first. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're a fan of, yes. of Fifty Shades, that this was this was uh, prior to that, not in any way related. Um, we played by James Spader, E. Edward Gray. He is a lawyer. He is Lee's employer, and mm -hmm. he's uh, 
He's a dominator who really deeply struggles with his own romantic preferences, um, yes. which we will get into as we go along. We have Peter, uh, played by Jeremy Davies. He's of Air. <laughs> I love the Peter character of Arrow fame. I do too. I, I this is this was the humor for me was Peter. Yeah. Um, Peter is really he's Lee's mainstream romantic partner. They went to high school together, uh, and he works at J.C. Penney. Um, we have Joan and Bert, played by Leslie mm-hmm. Ann Warren and Stephen McCaddy, who are Lee's parents. Uh, Joan is Lee's mom, and she is trapped in a very unhealthy marriage. Uh, and we have Bert, who is Lee's alcoholic father, who also is the other half of that uh, troubled marriage. There are other little characters here and there. You know, Lee's got a sister, uh, played by Amy Locaine, who's married to a man uh, played by Oz Perkins of... Uh, legally blonde fame. He's also Anthony Perkins' son from Psycho. Really? Yes. Huh. Yes. Interesting. Oz, Osgood Perkins is his name. Anthony Perkins' son. And he's a director now. Mm. Like, he's a Hollywood director. So, and that's yeah, good for him. That's really it. I mean, that's really the five. There, there are others. Um, but really, mm. that those are your five. Uh, yeah, it, that's really the only ones that matter. Yeah, the only ones that really matter. So, um, so that kind of sets the stage with our with our cast of characters there. Why don't we jump into the plot? So the opening sequence of Secretary, uh, we we see Lee. Uh, we kind of pick up halfway through the movie yeah. as far as how the timeline goes. She's in an office wearing a white blouse and a black skirt, and has some type of, we'll say, a, a pole mm-hmm. that's running from arm to arm. Her arms are both out, kind of alongside her. Kind of, kind of making the, the like the the T with her arms, uh, and it is elevating her arms, connecting around her neck, so she can't move her arms. However, she's walking around the office. She's at work. She's capable. She's doing office work. Yeah, she. While she, I, I would, I would describe this probably more like when I saw that, I thought of like, um, you know, how they used to like put people in the stocks and like the town, sure, like, there like you the go. town square. Yeah, you know, so the people be pelted with rotten fruits yeah. and vegetables but th- okay. this is a yeah. this is a mobile stock for her yes mm. much better descriptor it's kind of like if, if you were wearing like football shoulder pads yes. and your wrists your wrists were connected to the shoulder yeah. pads yeah but in the form of just a long black pole rod if you yeah. will yeah but she seems fine yeah she's very she's very she's happy doing, she's she's doing her job She's she goes up to the desk and she slams her chin down on a stapler to staple some papers together and she uses her teeth to take some paper from the typewriter. She yeah. gets a cup of coffee. She goes to an office door and she closes yeah, it. It's it's your it's a typical day at work. She's the ninja. You know, she's American Ninja Warrior at work. Yeah. So nothing seems wrong. And uh, we cut to then six months earlier, as Oz mentioned, uh, Lee the Lee character played by Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, is initially at some kind of uh, of inpatient institution. She apparently has been there for a while, and she's about to be discharged. Uh, she she talks with the doctor, kind of gets the the medical plan moving forward. She doesn't seem um, very happy. Mm-mm. You could tell that she's still working through the issues that, that had her there in the first place. Uh, her very cheery mother, again played by Leslie Ann Warren, picks her up. Happy to happy to pick her up. Cut to a wedding. In the parents' backyard, it just so happens to be Lee's sister's wedding. Yes, I mean, and Lee is wearing. I mean, she's there. She's wearing an ill-fitting dress. Like it just mm-hmm. hangs off of her. She's clearly yeah. still unhappy. 
Um, yeah. You know, the sister's loving it. Oh, she's having a great time, as are her friends. Right. They're, they're wooing and whomping. As they're getting married in the backyard. <laughs> yes, of a parent's house. <laughs> uh, we, we meet Peter. He's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you learn a little bit about Peter. Uh, he's He kind of makes some some uh, some little small talk with Lee. They kind of get reacquainted. They were friends from high school. So they dance and they kind of it's kind of an awkward but uh, you know the others are having a having a great time. Uh, the father walks up to uh, to Lee says she looks beautiful. He's got a beer in his hand. Lee is not happy about that at all. Right. Dad almost passes out right there. Yes. He's got to sit down. He's very drunk. Very drunk. Uh, Lee then runs up to her bedroom because uh, she's still she's living with the parents as well. I'm guessing the Lee character is kind of is probably early twenties. Yeah, that, say that that's as? what I gained. Yeah, I gained that as well. You know, still very naive to life, still yeah. very emotionally immature as well. Um, I, yeah, it's kind kind of stunted. Yes, a little you know, a little kind kind of emo- emotional arrested development. Right, and so living with the parents is probably what's best for her at this point because. It's pretty clear early on. She has no idea what she wants for her life. Yeah, and probably isn't quite capable of of, of caring for herself. Right. Uh, you know the, the way that she would need to, especially just kind of coming off of you know what she's been been dealing with and experiencing for the last uh, presumably several months. Yeah. So Lee gets up to her room, and we are really introduced into some of the darker elements of this film right away. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> she she takes out from between her mattresses uh, a little kit. It has a variety of, of blades and razors and other sharp objects, and it's very apparent that uh, Lee self-injures, and she she does that to cope with the stressors that she has in her life. Uh, and that's, as you mentioned before, Oz, that's what, what got her hospitalized, yes. is that although um, it doesn't explicitly state that she self-injures, uh, with any intent to end her life, she presumably uh, accidentally self-injured to a point that where she had to be hospitalized for medical reasons in addition to mental health reasons. Right. So she she's still not happy. Um, she uses uh, later on she uses a, a tea kettle to to yeah. to to burn herself. Yeah, and, and early on she's she's still very torn. She gets this gear out. I mean, mm-hmm. she goes straight back to her comfort zone of yeah. self harm. But then she does hold back like she wants to. And then she goes and she puts it in the drawer of a desk and just like, you know, her clothing drawer or whatever. So, I mean, she really is uh, attempting to put to use, you know, the skills to avoid Mm self-harm that I think she picked up in the institution. And so, you know, really, really wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. And so she knows what makes her feel better, but she knows that's not good for her. But she also has nobody to turn to. Um, you know, dad's drunk and mom is just kind of delirious and very flippant and, you know, and, but we find out she's going through her own turmoil as well. Yeah. yeah. Mom cares, but she, mom is not in a position to, to be the kind of support that Lee needs right now. Right. Um, and so she, yeah, like you said, she later on, you know, uses a hot tea kettle just to, Mm -hmm. just to, for a sensation, just to feel something. Other than yep. the world she lives in and the pain that it's yeah. causing, and and the the face, you know, you, the camera kind of pushes in on Lee's face when she burns herself, and it, it's a mixture of emotions. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's very much a release in a lot of ways. Um, 
she um lee is taking typing classes kind of an old school typewriter yes. class so she's she's trying to gain some some basic workplace and skills she, and, and employability and, skills and she's very good she's excellent yeah mm-hmm. you know so she's she gets a little bit of confidence build up there of yeah i'm good at something i'm good yeah. at, i'm good at something that could make a difference that's something that could matter yeah, and and you can as that kind of that particular skill does play on later up in the movie, but I like how you frame that, and then she does feel proud of herself. You know, it's 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 not like typing is, you know, is a game changing employability no. skill, but but it's a very practical skill that can certainly open right, doors right. for someone. Yeah, spe- like, like any workplace skill. When you view yourself as unemployable, any skill mm-hmm. that could get you into a job works, and this is yeah. good for her. Yeah. So. Um, she goes back home and she's uh, her mom locks up the kitchen cabinets out of safety, puts the, puts the knives in there, and then um, she again she she takes the kit out to the garbage. She goes she tries to throw it away. She just can't bring herself no. to do it. She's not in a place yet where she can let go of that that uh, she would frame it as, as a support or, or a relief. Well, and you really feel bad for it too. You know, that, like mm-hmm. even just the little, the little scene where, you know, she sees that mom's locked up the kitchen because it's clearly, it, it makes sense why it's done. But the more mm-hmm. you get to know the parents, it's, it's done not out of fear of their daughter cutting herself, but more out of just fear for their daughter of their daughter. Um, mm-hmm. because they don't know how to handle her because all the self-inflicted pain she's been putting herself through has been secretive and privatized. So they're not aware of the pain she's in. So this, yeah. this accidental self-harm looked extreme in their eyes because they weren't aware of anything prior. And so locking yeah. things up almost was a, a reaction to, oh no, our, our daughter, she's a freak. There's something wrong with her. Um, mm-hmm. When in fact, as we find out, a lot of the cause is actually them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it re- it really is. Um, she pulls out uh, some help wanted ads. Yes, and you know, and she's she's determined to try to make something of, of her life at this point, and and be a part of something bigger. You know, get, if nothing else, get herself out of the house and get herself out of the toxicity that mm-hmm. that, she, that she lives with every day. Um, and she sees one for a secretary, law office typing skills mandatory. That that screams Lee at this moment, Oz. Yes, big circles around it, right there on the paper. Like this is what mm-hmm. this is what I'm gonna do. And she uh, and she does. She puts in yeah. for it. She actually, you know, bizarre. Like she shows up. You know, she calls. She gets. You know, gets the invite. She shows up. You know, to E. Edward Gray's. Uh, he's got the sign out front. It's. It's got secretary wanted lit up, so it just yeah yeah. There's a permanent sign. Yes, that's what that I, says. Se- secretary wanted just, with with lights around. Yeah, it. it's it's like a hotel vacancy type of sign. Like yeah, it's it's like that's how often he rotates through secretaries that he yep, has it permanently on his sign. And uh-huh, and as, a lot of turnover. And as she goes in, it's it's in the middle of turnover. Like she literally passes the previous secretary on her way in as the secretary's on her way out. And just yeah, b- box full of personal items. Looks just mascara running. Yeah, yeah, looks just all worse for wear. The office is a disaster area. Oh yeah, there's things everywhere. Um, and so you know, but th- none of this really phases Lee because she's used to a life of, of disarray and a life of just chaos. And so she's mm-hmm. like, I'm on a mission here to get this job, and that's what she does. She just goes in and applies. So she kind of pokes around in the office, and uh, she ends up going back to to Edward's office mm-hmm. itself. And 
he tells her to he he explicitly tells her to stay and she stays yeah there's some you know that's one of those movies where you know you 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 know, I've seen it several times now. It, you know, you, you pick up on on nuance every time you watch a movie like this. Yeah, uh, that's actually something I'm going to come back to later on in our three, two, one. Go for it. Um, but uh, you know, he he starts interviewing her right then and there, asking just blatant illegal <laughs> yes. <laughs> interview yes. questions. Oh yeah, like it's. <laughs> It's like he went to training on how to interview people, and there's the section of ne- what to never ask, and that's what he just asked. Yeah. Like everything else, disregard everything else. This is what matters. Yeah, the, these like every question he asks would make himself like liable yes. at a lawsuit. Oh, absolutely. Like, are are you pl- pregnant? Do you plan to get pregnant? <laughs> are you, are married? you married? What kind of home do you live in? <laughs> <laughs> All just no nos. But for Lee, who's never had a job, and she doesn't know any and, different, and who has already demonstrated her obedience. Um, mm-hmm. you know, right away when he's like, tells her to stay. So she stays, you know, that yeah. she's, she's, it's, it's a, she's the yin to the yang of this situation of mm-hmm. she, you know, this is a salt and pepper mac and cheese kind of thing. Like she's finding, she doesn't know it yet, but she's finding a fit. Um, yeah. And he's finding a fit that he's never found yet. And so that's where a lot of, that's where the romance of this movie comes from. Mm-hmm. It's a very kind of odd office setup, and and even you you get to see some of his quirks right away. He has he has throwing darts yes. that he uses to to dial his phone. Uh, he has an an incredibly elaborate orchid garden. Very much so. Just right there in the office, like like a walk in orchid garden. Um, and yeah, and and he puts her to work right away. He has he tells her to go get go get him coffee, and she does. All right, so and, I'm I'm seeing some similarities here. I see Dracula at the very beginning started. With swords and kind of this body armor, very, you know, you could argue if you wanted to, somewhat, you know, samurai warrior-esque. Then we've got the bodyguard where Kevin Costner has samurai swords. (laughs) And then we get E. Edward Gray who's got throwing stars and a orchid garden. It's like you're you're almost envisioning this just like Japanese tea room music playing all the time. You know, it is, everything's got this kind of like Asian feel to it. And... And so, yeah, hmm, I wonder if next week's movie will have that. I doubt it. <laughs> well, I think it, I think it tips the tips our wives' hand as to what they're really looking for. A significant other, right. and, and I, not us. <laughs> yeah, it's clearly not us. They, they want they want samurai warriors. I don't have what they want. I, I don't have a sword. <laughs> I, I guess the closest they could be is I think I'm funny, like Jackie Chan. So <laughs> it's as close as I could get. So so he puts her to work and she starts you know, she gets some coffee and he asks her some more some more questions. Um you know, he he, he tries to kind of scare her off almost like yeah. it's, it's boring work. Right. And she just she says she wants to be bored. She likes dull work. And it the way the camera kind of keeps pushing into uh, during the sequence, you get the feel that there's something there. Yeah. There's that there's something there beyond potential employment here. Right. And for him it scares the bejesus out of him. Like, yeah, not even, I mean, even right now, it's just obviously, like we said, if you've got a, if you've got a permanent secretary wanted sign up front, um, then you're never happy with what you've got. And so I think at this point, he's so used to being disappointed with who is working for him that when faced with what he's been looking for, uh, he's not ready for it. Mm hmm. 
So she leaves, and Mom had been waiting there the whole time I know. So, during this interview. I felt so bad for Leslie and for Joan. <laughs> she's so excited, too. Hey, how do she you is. How oh, she, oh, she's thrilled for Lee. She's so happy. Dare I say vicariously yeah. happy. Oh, for yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The, the lights are on the secretary wanted sign go off, and, and all are happy. Yay. Uh, yay. <laughs> at, at home, Lee is practicing how to answer the telephone in the mirror. As you do. E. Ed, e. Edward Gray's <laughs> office. Right. <laughs> so she's excited. It's her first job. Well, and it's cute, and, and it, and it's cute because it, it really has the feel of, like, all of these romantic movies where, like, the boy and the girl practice flirting with each other they practice talking to each other and it kind of has that feel of a scene only it's her how am i gonna work like how you know like that that's her passion here is hmm? there's nothing romantic yet for her um you know but but it, it, that's what i read is like oh that's so cute you know she's practicing hmm? answering the phone the way that some girls practice saying you know what their new last name would be if they got married yeah. or something <laughs> So it's almost like she's rehearsing for the job. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like a it's like a character. Like it's it's what she projects and thinks that a secretary is or does. Right. It's it's like she you know she's she's pretending to almost put on the mask. Yeah. This this is what, this is how a secretary is. So that's what I have to be. Right. Right. So the next day at work, he orders up to type her. He immediately orders her to type up a letter, and she goes right away, sir. You know, as if she's been rehearsing yeah. Oh, it, yeah. which she probably, which she probably was. Yeah, it, I'm sure. It's, it's almost, it's almost like scripted. Yes. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. You asked. You. You told me that this. This response I've been practicing fits what you've asked me to do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like an adventure. And, <laughs> in uh, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. When you know she's trained her. Whenever I ask you to do something, you just respond. I'm right on top of that, Rose. <laughs> like. And they use it repeatedly, so this has that same feel. Yeah, <laughs> adventures and babysitting. No, I didn't see that, refer- that reference coming. No, but that's okay. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Oh, oh, sorry. Don't tell yeah. mom the babysitter's dead. Okay. Yeah. D- different, <laughs> different '80s movies about babysitting. <laughs> yeah. How could I get those two mixed up with, with a hottie in the lead? Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, so. Uh, Edward tells her, hey, I think I threw some files out. Do you, I, I need you to go yeah. jump in the dumpster behind behind the, right. the office. Which she does. She does. Without hes- without hesitation. Well, I work for you now. This he, is what I do. Yeah. he do- She does what is asked. And it cuts to her literally diving into the dumpster. <laughs> she's falling falling into the dumpster. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, she's, and she's happy yeah. to do oh, it. Oh, yeah. My boss. She's a working woman. You know? And, and she's... You know, it's it's unlocking something in hers that we see as we go along, and and you yeah. know, I've got some insight on that too. So, yeah, she she she's finding purpose. It's is really what all of this gives to her, and she's happy to do it. You know, she's not like grossed out at it. She's she doesn't hesitate. No. This is the job. This is my purpose, right. and I was given an order. Thus, I am going to comply. Right. So uh, Edward is watching her jump into the dumpster from the, from the window and and after doing so he he immediately starts doing uh crunches <laughs> like like very 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 vigorous crunches right. got to get that abdomen in shape <laughs> <laughs> so some something about what he just observed prompted 
him to take this action. He built some adrenaline Again, and excited him. Oh, yes, yes. Something, something. He had to burn some energy off. So, as as we'll find out a little bit more later, how other ways that he burns off energy. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> Expels it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, where are we here? Uh, he's teaching her about rat traps. You know, he's 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 doing all these things to try to kind of almost test her in a oh, way. Oh yeah, yeah. I need I need you to change these rat traps. Yeah, it definitely. And, it's you know, it's just so like this is not. Kudos to any secretary that previously worked for him that made it further than a week. Like this. Oh yeah. This is not a working environment you should feel comfortable in. Mm-mm. And I'm assuming he's treated every secretary prior to this the same way. Yeah. You know, trying to at least. Mm-hmm. I, something else I'll note here before we move forward in the, in the plot is that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't really see Edward talk with anyone outside of the workplace. No. No, you don't see Edward outside of the workplace. Um, yeah, he's at home. You see him at home, mm-hmm. but, like, you, you get the strong idea that you know, this is really his socialization. Yes. Like, like he's not one that goes out. Edward, um, Edward must be in control all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's what I felt when I was seeing his interaction with his orchids. They are such a delicate flower that they need precision and everything must be right. Uh, and, and that gives him a sense of control. I control mm-hmm. the destiny and the livelihood of these orchids. I mean, he, you know, feeds them you know, with a, with like a syringe, like, yeah. Um, and so I think, I think he is extremely uncomfortable in situations where he does not have complete control. He is a lawyer that we never see on a case. We never see him at a courtroom. We never see him with a client. Like, but he's a lawyer. Um, yeah. you know, he's just, he's an employer in this movie. Uh, and, and he just, he has to maintain that control. So I think that might be part of the reason why, you know, uh, the filmmakers chose to never see him outside of this little bubble because the world outside of his office is out of his control. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that made paint a picture as to why, cause he just, he can't maneuver around said world because he can't be in control of it. And when he has that control, that's his comfort. Yes. That, that's right. his relief. That's his pleasure, even in some ways right. as well. Right, um, So Lee goes back to work at the office. Um, Edward's ex walks in. Mm-hmm. And Lee is stuck on the phone with a telemarker, and Lee is too polite to disengage. And this, this woman, uh, before she screams for Edward, calls her submissive calls Lee submissive. And I think that kind of struck a chord with yeah. Lee. Something that she'd never quite framed before. Um, so he, Edward hides from his ex. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause, because clearly she, she is as dominant as he yes, is. Yes, very much so. And that, is, and that is unsettling to him. It's the control thing again. Like, she's, mm-hmm. she's me. I can't control me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well said. <laughs> So uh, she then gets a call from her father at work, and oh. this really kind of started a, a, a spiral for Lee here. So like, she gets a call, and and he's just he's lost, mm-hmm. he's drunk, he do, he's disoriented, he doesn't he doesn't know where he is. You know, she's trying to manage the situation with uh, with this ex, and 
and with that word and by the time she gets back to the phone he's gone yeah and we see just a quick shot of him he's just the phones hang, the pay phones hanging from you know from the the box and he's just very yeah very sad walking off in the distance so she goes back to her desk and she has her kit with mm-hmm. her she takes it out she uh, she's about to self harm and she notices Edward watching and she very meticulously yet very quickly puts things back away straightens her materials and she looks up and he's gone so the cat's kind of out of the bag. Yeah. As far as, as Edward, uh, Edward is now aware that this is what she does to cope. He clearly noticed something was something was wrong. Something in this phone call spooked her. Mm-hmm. And she feels vulnerable. And cut from that moment of vulnerability to her on a date with Peter <laughs> at the laundromat. Good old Peter. <laughs> old Peter. Oh, Peter. And he says they're in a relationship. Yep. That's sweet. In a lot of ways, I know. Correct me if you if you think uh, or if you disagree. Or, I think Peter, in a lot of ways, is as naive as Lee is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he <laughs> he doesn't know. Uh, Lee knows very little about a how a quote unquote normal lifestyle is. She doesn't live with normal parents. She doesn't have a, mm-hmm. a normal living environment. Um, you and I both work in education. We both unfortunately have experience with students that uh inflict self-harm um Mm -hmm. and there seems to be a a pattern of external behavior on these type of people um and i don't mean that derogatory i just mean that people that fall into this category of self-harm um that they they coping is a word we've used a lot they're all dealing with something and lee is dealing with something and she, so therefore, that's dominating, that's taking over her, her mind frame, is taking over her thought pattern to where she doesn't understand. She's just naive to how a life could be led because she's so consumed by how her life is being led. Um, and I think Peter's a lot of the same way. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he just... Yeah, there's a lot of similarities. You know, but not, a, not necessarily the self-harm category, but just, um, you know, we also use the term arrested development of... I see Peter as somebody who peaked in high school um, and probably wasn't a very tall peak and graduated, went to the, went to the, you know, the job market and, and just that's his life now is I work Mm -hmm. and that's where he finds his value. He's probably somebody that takes a lot of pride in working 50, 60 hours a week because he feels needed by his job, despite the fact that in in reality he's being taken advantage of by his job. Yeah. Um, But like that, I just, that's the sense I get from, from Peter. So when it's an opportunity for somebody, for him to be with someone like Lee, it's a quick attachment of we're in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, like there's nothing in our, in our acquaintance that would signify a relationship, (laughs) but I like you because you're talking to me and nobody else does. So we're in a relationship now. Yeah. It's very cute. Yeah, it really is. It's it's very cute. He's a super sweet guy. Super nice guy. It's easily the safest relationship Lee could possibly have in this movie. Yeah. Um, so as they're they're kind of like playfully like like just kind of together yeah. at this laundromat, and of all people, I guess this is the one circumstance in which we see oh, him in yeah, a setting that's, that's right. not that's not home. Uh, he drops off his dry cleaning because that that does seem like something that he would do. Yes, yeah, because his has to have his clothes perfect. So right. I I would think that the laundromat would be a place where he's not 
<laughs> he, he doesn't feel that lack of right. control. Yeah, but he, again, so, but he's in and out. So yes, but he sees Lee and Peter being playful, and and I even share a small kiss, mm-hmm. and they don't see him. Uh, he goes back to his car and he takes a red marker out oh. of the glove box. Yes. <laughs> uh, the next day at work, Edward is unhappy. He's mad. He's jealous. He's very direct. He's rude. He slams papers down in front of her typewriter as she's working. Uses that red marker to circle typing mistakes. Mm-hmm. He'd been letting things slide to this point, Oz, right. but not anymore. No, no. Not, not anymore. Mm-mm. She cuts a piece of her skirt off. She's so upset and and goes to give it to her, but she doesn't. He later notices the, the, the skirt piece of skirt missing, and he says that it's disgusting. And he starts pointing out some of the other quirks, some of the other little kind of ticks that she has. Like she clicks her tongue when she types. Uh, she twirls her hair. And, and he lays into her for these things. He's just throwing a tantrum. Um, like. Yeah. But that sequence ends. She goes back to her desk. She's clearly unsettled. She's clearly rattled by what just mm-hmm. happened. And she notices herself herself twirling her hair, and she catches herself and stops. So despite all of that, everything she just endured, how awful he just was to her, right. he still took her feedback. He still took her directive and was changing her actions based on that directive. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like my boss told me. So, yeah, it's definitely laying the path for a, you know, like like we've mentioned a couple of times, a, a domineering and submissive mm-hmm. relationship. Yes. Is this movie, by this point, listeners, if you haven't caught on, this is a movie that, that does, and, and we are halfway there right now, get into those topics yeah. of, of, of uh, those with dominant personalities and those with submissive personalities. Um, it's, it would be easy just to look at it through, through kind of like a sexual lens, but there's much more to it. It really, it really defines these characters. In oh, those absolutely. And that's how they go ahead. And I think it's safe to say that, you know, like, like a favorite food, you, you may not know if you have a dominant or submissive personality until, until you have it. I mean, I don't. It may not be something that you've had all your life. You just how you may not your favorite food you may have not ever tasted yet. Um, you know, but it just if given the right circumstances and the right environment, there might just be something that you find works for you um, that you didn't previously think was there. And so I think we're seeing a lot of that in both of these characters. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as Lee's been struggling to find, uh, I don't want to call it passion, but. But love in just the love sense, you know, her, she doesn't feel necessarily loved by her parents or, you know, her and her sister don't appear to have any relationship. And, but she does know that Pete's not really what she's looking for. Um, despite how cute it is, she tries mm-hmm. later, but it just doesn't work. But, uh, but yeah, so definitely, you know, it's, it's definitely a theme that plays out moving forward from here on out. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Lee at Peter's house with his parents. <laughs> Forgot about we, this. We get some we get some insight into Peter and at at home and kind of his upbringing. And again, there's a lot of parallels mm-hmm. between this family and Lee's family. The the one exception is the dysfunction. This yeah. this family s- seems as as kind of naive and and 
and sugary sweet as they are, it there there's not you know you know dad's not an alcoholic no. you know mom's not mom's not codependent you know it right. uh, you know but but it's it's a very kind of stereo stereotypical traditional setup. <laughs> I I laugh out loud at some of this you know mom's you know the uh, mom's talking like Pete Peter told me that he thinks you're soulmates. <laughs> <laughs> it's the kind of stuff that i say to my wife just to just to make her laugh because she knows i'm full of it like yeah yeah but but these people they, she really means it the mom really oh absolutely it. Like, yeah like my pete my peter has a soulmate yeah this is this is uh napoleon's brother kip explaining a relationship yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only as an entire family yeah, and and Dad chimes in. Well, you know, Peter has a stable job at the J.C. Penny. They even, they even, they even gave him a cell phone. <laughs> and and, so, I and mean, it's something his parents yeah. are so proud of. Oh God, yeah, they're they're just gushing yeah. at it. They're so happy. They're right. so proud of their son. He's got a he's got a girlfriend. They're soulmates. He's got a job at the J.C. Penney. He's got a cell they phone. They gave him a cell phone. Oh, right. <laughs> so it's it's just again it's it's over oh, the top. Man. It's super naive, but it is it does have this just dumb sweetness. It, to it's it. extreme sweetness, but at the same time, you can't feel absolutely you can't help but feel absolutely sorry for these people. Because you know, out in public, they're likely, unfortunately, the butt of everyone's joke. Um, yeah, you know that they are, and and it and it's, but they're sweet people. Like they're completely yeah. harmless. They'd probably do anything for anybody. But just because they're a little different, or they don't mm-hmm. talk, the, they don't talk the way other people do, or they just they gush over the little things that they are probably as even this movie's doing it. They're you know, ridiculing them in kind of a black yeah. comedy kind of way. Mom comes across as, and I, as I think you'll know exactly what I'm what I'm going with here. It's kind of like like the fifty the fifty something year old woman who's always wearing Winnie the Pooh. Oh like, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I I can also see her as uh you know the you know what's the what's the wife in Bob's Burgers? Linda. Linda. I see her. I see a Linda. little bit of Linda here too at times. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. that's so good, honey. You know, just <laughs> you know, just everything's a positive, everything's great. Um, but yeah, I definitely could see somebody who probably she probably collects Beanie Babies still. Um, yeah, or 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 like what like like those like porcelain bears. Or oh something. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah like, precious like, precious moments and stuff like. There that. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, got, got her big collection and the big curio cabinet mm-hmm. behind the glass, mm-hmm. and just you know yeah. loves to show it off. Um, yeah, because because they're happy and they're innocent and they're yeah, sweet, and yeah, you don't have to think absolutely. too hard about it. Yes, they def- she definitely has Winnie the Pooh sweaters. Um, probably puts her hair in pigtails when she can. Uh, yeah, you know, just very. <laughs> but again, a lot of just very Arrested Development type things that would excite a kid, like you know, wow, stickers and you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's the whole family. Yeah, that's that's them. So the next day, uh, back at work. You see Edward freeing uh, a mouse that was trapped inside the office. And uh, Lee is using nasal saline. One of the things I think I forgot to mention it before that he was laying into her about was like, you sniffle a lot. You're always sniffling. And so now she's using nasal saline to try to prevent that. She's responding to the feedback she got, as harsh as it was. Um, He then calls her into her office and he puts her through a scenario. He pretends that she's taking a phone call. You're too meek when you answer the phone, Lee. 
Mm-hmm. You you are a representation of me. You are a representation of this office. And and he 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 makes her go through this scenario, you know, you need to use a bigger voice, a more confident voice, and she does. No. And she's so happy, she's so pleased with herself. Oh yeah. She does it. Yeah. Yeah. She's happy. You know, she's she's doing what he's saying. And he's praising her, yeah. and she just she can't get enough of it. It's like she didn't realize until she got this job that what she wanted in her life was somebody to tell her to, for somebody to tell her to jump. Um, yeah, because she's she's ready to jump as high as they want, but nobody's ever told her to jump. You know, yeah. they're just either they're coddling her or they're ignoring her or they're inflicting harm that they don't realize. And the whole time she's just wanting. Like she doesn't realize that I don't think until now, um, yeah. you know, because it's like yeah, Peter's relationship, you know, he looks at it as like, she's my soulmate, despite yeah. the fact that they've done nothing but share a smooch at the laundromat, but yet her <laughs> <laughs> over a Tide Pod, right? but like her, <laughs> the happiest part of her day is being told what to do by her boss. Yeah. And I'll even go so far as to say, like, she she has yet to give herself permission to be given permission by others. Yeah. Like, or, or yeah, like, I, I know that might sound like, like kind of a kind of backwards thinking, but like she she has to give herself, she has to allow herself to these allowances. Yes, I agree. Um, and then he kind of he confronts her about this date. You know, he asked, did you go on a date recently? Have you had sex? And she gets very kind of meek and, and like giggly. Right. She's not quite sure how to respond. And then he confronts her about uh, the Band-Aids. And, uh, you know, because he had, he saw her almost mm-hmm. cut herself before. Right. He saw some scars on the yes. back of her leg. And he confronts her about it. He obviously cares about her. Um, you could argue that he's he might be, you know, this is probably not a workplace appropriate kind of conversation. Well, neither was the interview. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, but but then again, what has been workplace right, appropriate right. to this point? And he tell and he he directly tells her, and I'm going to read off off my notes directly here. You will never ever cut yourself again. You're over that now. It's in the past. Have I made myself perfectly clear? And she says yes. Yeah, and I really she, I. I didn't write that word or down word for word, but that really did stand out to me when I watched it too. Yeah. Was it was him really taking a caring approach to her safety? Yeah, he was. He was. He's recognizing who she is and what she is and what and what she responds to, mm-hmm. and in 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 a way that many others could perceive as cruel. He's he's helping her, right? And it, it it's hard to even kind of put to words in this context, but it's what she needed. Yeah, absolutely. And she and she, and, and she recognizes. Yeah, that. well, and I think he does too. I think we're at a point now where he's pushed and pushed and pushed. He's he's tasked her with doing ridiculous things. Climb into that dumpster mm-hmm. and get my file. So I think he's he's realized that she's got potential. Um, that she's. She's responding to direction. She's responding to commands. She's mm-hmm. responding to to being controlled. Um, and so he lets himself be a little vulnerable here by yeah. straight telling her instead of instead of like kind of secondary, you know, testing her metal to see if she'll still do these things. She just gets right to the point. Something that really 
nobody's ever done in the way that she needs it to be done. She spent all, I mean, honestly, she spent all this time, you know, in the institution and it didn't work because she's still wrestling with the self-harm, but nobody in there had a relationship with her the way he does. Cause there's still no romantic relationship between these two at this mm, point, at least, at least nothing overt. Right. You know, but yeah. they, neither have acknowledged how they feel about each other mm -hmm. outside of maybe some jealousy, but that whatever it's, it was confusing for Lee as it, you know, maybe to somebody who wasn't paying mm -hmm. full attention, but he does. He just, like you said, just gets straight to the point understanding you have been doing everything that I've told you to do. So I'm going to tell you to do this for you, not yeah. for me. And that's where the vulnerability kicks in. Cause it's really the first order he's given her that isn't for his benefit. Yeah. And her, her body language changes. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, it's like she has an awakening, oh, like, yeah. like a lift, yes. like a lifting of a weight. Yeah. Yes. Like, like I was like going to say this, it's very this, relaxed. Yeah. Just, Oh yeah. This, this anchor is yeah. just, is just gone from her and, and she's happy. And he tells her to take the rest of the day off. Uh, she goes outside. She tells mom has been waiting there for hours because because when she's at work, mom sits in the station wagon in the parking lot for hours. Right. Because yeah, because mom's codependent. I, and I feel awful for 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 Miss Scarlet from Clue. Yes. Which <laughs> testament to Leslie Ann Warren. But you watch her in Clue and you watch her in this and you think it's the same actress. Um, I mean she. She's just in the. She's not in a lot of scenes in this movie, but she's wonder. Mm -hmm. She's just wonderful. Oh yeah, she's great. She's so great in the movie. And and you, again, if you you feel for the mom, even though it's like I mean she's old enough to clearly kind of know better and hopefully right. take action. But at this point in her life, she's not going. She's to. trapped. Yeah, she is. She's allowed herself to be trapped right. as well. And so so she walks home. She's happy. Um. And. The next day at work, things really start to escalate from there. Um, he starts kind of scolding her for a typing error, and there's clearly a different element mm -hmm. to the relationship now. Yes. Uh, he asks, you know, what's going on in that in that head of hers? He kind of lays into her a little bit, and she goes she goes back to uh, to the desk, and he hears her sniffling. He feels awful. He brings her back into the office. And this is where yeah. this this we get to one of the moments that pe that people who do know this movie this is one of the moments that really starts to kind of define it. Yeah. Um, she she proceeds to bend over because he, he tells slaps her because he tells her to. Yeah. He, put he, your he elbow, tells her to put your elbows on the desk. Yeah. yeah. And he slaps her on on her bottom with an open palm. She looks back at him, just kind of unsure. Yeah. Like what? The, right. What's happening? Because it really, doesn't, it, it really yeah. like in in your baseball like in your baseball bases terminology. He, I mean, he <laughs> went he he went first to third on this one. Like, <laughs> or you you could almost say he hit the ball and instead of running to first, he just ran to third. <laughs> he just he just ran straight across he, the diamond. No, he just went the other direction. He didn't even go okay. right out of the batter's box. He went left. <laughs> oh, okay. He just went left. Got it. Okay. <laughs> it's a short shortest yeah. distance from point A to point B. I'm going to I third thought, here. I thought with the baseball reference, yeah. you were gonna you were gonna go to like like the baseball players smacking each other on the butt. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go on that way. Although that could fit here, that could fit. <laughs> nice play out yeah. there. <laughs> Those pesky pirates. They were that. They were yeah. that. 
I don't. Yeah, I don't think he was just complimenting her in this context on no, a good play I, out there at shortstop. <laughs> nice job with those with those spelling errors on that last one. <laughs> <laughs> Remember in slow pitch softball again? I think that's how I'm gonna like. <laughs> I'm gonna have a red marker in one hand and then butt slap with the other. Every, every time someone does something well, you don't just give them a pat. You don't put their elbows on the put your elbows on the put your elbows yeah. on the bench. <laughs> If we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. <laughs> and she doesn't tell him to stop. No. And and he's telling her to like to keep reading from this like misspelled letter and they're both really enjoying this. Yes. And it's definitely a- another sense of awakening for her. No one has ever been this physically aggressive with her before this sexually aggressive, even though it's not an act of sex. It's it's definitely an in, yes. intim- There's an intimacy. Absolutely. To it. Um, at this point, um, I'm watching this with Melissa, who again, my wife, who <laughs> recommended the movie. Yeah. Knowing full well, you yeah. know what she is, what she got us into. Yeah, Oz. Melissa. I, 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 I kind. I don't know Melissa's middle name, but I'm pretty sure it's shock value, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's Melissa S. V. Lambert. <laughs> right. <laughs> So it, she turns to me and she goes, "Where's HR?" <laughs> it's like it, t- it took you this long yeah. to get to that point. <laughs> okay, we've crossed the line here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now it's there. Oh, in the workplace. Okay. Did you read in the trivia that uh, this was this this is Maggie Gyllenhaal's like first leading feature role? She's been acting in yes. things, yeah. but did you read in the trivia mm-hmm. how? Um, like the director was like, you, you want to wear some padding back there for this scene. And she was whole hog. I'm nope. I'm diving into this role. I'm doing this straight. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do. Um, not fully remembering that they're going to have to do 12 takes of a scene like this. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she, I just read the trivia that she found out the hard way that, yeah, I should have worn a pad because while I could take the spankings, the first couple of times as many takes as we had to do of this like i was sore and i was welted and uh it was not as um it was not as as comfortable and acceptable as she was anticipating <laughs> yeah and i wonder why right so i i would say that based on this they probably used a stunt double when they blew up rachel dolls and and the dark knight I don't think they use Maggie Joel. <laughs> she learned I shouldn't. She, I sh- she, she wasn't doing her own stunts at that no, point. I think she learned I shouldn't put my through this building explosion. I should let somebody else die. Somebody, somebody else be exploded <laughs> in yeah. this explosion. So uh, I'm glad to see she's learning from her craft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it, as as we wrap up the sequence here. Um, you know, you 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 really you you feel good for her. Yeah, she she now has permission to enjoy and and the all of these feelings that she's had her whole life have some value to them and 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 have validation right. to them. You know, and and she's because her whole life she's been told that what she's been feeling has been wrong. Right. Um. And you know, and again, from a medical standpoint and a mental health standpoint, again, you know. There's a really fine line here, and I don't want to confuse the listeners, you know, in, in any way. I guess self-injury is a lot different than than what's going right. on here. So both and both listeners take note of what he's like. Yes, yes, yeah, both. <laughs> All four of you listen clearly here. Uh-huh. But she feels validated. Yeah. And, you know, and, and you know, for, for the first time in her life, she feels like she can enjoy something without feeling wrong. For well, it. And everything up to this point, she's been punishing herself with pain. That's been her yeah. release, and and 
you know, it's been her coping mechanism even, and she's, like you said, she's been told this whole time it's wrong. Well, now it's, it's still pain, um, but it's not meant to be painful. It's not meant to be, um, you know, physically damaging here. Um, and, yeah. and so it's, the stars are aligning for her here. She uh, she tells her mom that you know you that you could take the lock off the cabinet now. She drops the kit mm-hmm. in a pond, which had to be a huge moment. Oh for yeah, that had yeah. to be oh that had to be so powerful for yeah, her. Yeah, because there's no going back um, for it now. Yep. And then of all things, Oz in the movie Secretary, we get a montage. Yeah. We get a montage <laughs> sequence of of their relationship escalating. Yes, at work. Yes, <laughs> yes. There's there's one sequence that's in the trailer here in particular. There's a couple of things that we can go over. I'm just going to mention one here. Uh, she's on his desk, mm-hmm. and they took the time to bring some hay into the office. Yes. And he puts a saddle on top of he her. He does. I, again, nothing overtly or physically sexual happens here. <laughs> no. However, he puts a saddle on her and a carrot in her mouth. And yeah. again, she she is she is okay with all Absolutely. of this. Absolutely. She is consenting to For, all of this. Like I was telling you last week when I told my wife that we were watching Secretary. <laughs> I, put, I put that in my notes, hope, hoping you would come, you, you when, would come uh, back to this. When, when, when I said we are watching Secretary, she goes, that's romance. Isn't that that movie about the horse and i go no 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 that's secretariat and she goes oh okay so we start watching the movie and then we get to this point and she goes well this movie still kind of is about a horse <laughs> so maggie maggie gyllenhaal as secretariat <laughs> oh, i love my wife so much <laughs> oh yeah that was oh god that was so great uh, there's there's an elaborate dream sequence <laughs> that uh, that happens as she's at at, at back at, at home. Uh, she's she's pleasuring herself on mm-hmm. on her bed. She look she's she imagines that she's in Edward's orchid garden. <laughs> she op- then she, she opens her, her her eyes as she's on her bed and she sees a picture of Peter and she's just almost disgusted yeah, by it. Yeah, I know. Poor Peter. Poor <laughs> Peter. Oh, right? Poor Peter. <laughs> right. The guy can't catch a break. He just she just takes the picture and just puts it yeah. face down. <laughs> I do not want to see him right now. Uh-uh. No, no, not not doing it for me. No, and and oh, well, I could go somewhere with a little innuendo joke about his name being Peter, but I'll leave it there. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, you probably said enough right there. <laughs> I'll just leave it alone. So at the, uh, the next day, we're back at the office, and Edward's on the phone with I think a plumber. And she sees a typo in the thing she, she's typing up, and she goes to get the whiteout, and she stops herself, mm-hmm. and she brings the letter. Yeah. She brings the letter into the office. Yeah, I'm going to leave and, it there. And oh. he doesn't respond. Right. Ugh. And she keeps doing things to try to get his attention. Right. She feels ignored. She she feels like, like she's not wanted. Yeah, and this is and, really where, you know, for me, it... It really opened up to show how really like insecure and quote unquote too good to be true life has been now for Edward. Like yes. this is the perfect relationship for him. Uh-huh. Uh, I care about her. She's submissive. I'm dominant. She works for me. Like this is perfect, you know. And then it's almost like like this situation. It's too much. Like it's just it's too good to be it's, true. It's like. 
Well, it's like she she almost gets greedy here. Oh yeah, it's kind of what it is. Like, she, she does. Like, she comes in. She's trying too hard. She's being the aggressor. Right. And and th- and this is not uh, by by no means am I saying that she you know she's wrong because clearly like the relationship is enabling this behavior oh, at yeah. this point. And he's on the phone with a plumber. And he's trying to just be on the phone with the plumber. Yeah. And you kind of get get the impression that he notices her trying too hard. Right. And he's starting to to recognize kind of what's become and and going back to a point you made earlier, Oz. Maybe he's feeling like he is in control that, of where this is going. That's just where I was going to go is that mm-hmm. she's trying so hard. She's trying to control the narrative here. Uh-huh. And no, this isn't how this relationship's going to work. I need to be in control. And mm-hmm. then things kind of go haywire. Yeah. Um, we find out that uh, her dad checks himself into the hospital. Um, she And Lee freaks out. She's at the hospital. She she doesn't know what to do. She goes to the source of of her comfort mm-hmm. these days. She but in this case it's night, so she has, she goes directly to his home. And he's on a treadmill, very vigorously working mm-hmm. out, just just sweating profusely. You can only imagine how long he's been on this <laughs> treadmill for. And he sees her through the door, through the glass door he has. And he notices clearly she's distraught. Mm-hmm. Um and she can't bring herself to, to tell him what she's feeling or, or what just happened in her life. Right. Um, she just says that she makes some kind of quick aside about a case he's working on. And right. Yeah. We should, we should, we should pay attention to that detail on this case tomorrow. And the next day he's treating her like you would imagine a, 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 a boss treats a mm-hmm. secretary right. in an office. Yeah. It's normal. Which is not mm-hmm. the relationship for these two at all. Yeah. He's thrown away the red markers. Uh, he's dismissing her advances. Uh, she goes and gets like a like a, like a a bourgeois photo shoot done. Yeah. And to, again, trying to be the aggressor, trying to draw him in. And again, that's not how he operates. Um, and it's just, think things are... Things are not going well. No. Uh, we cut. We then cut. Speaking of things not going well, we cut to <laughs> Peter's bedroom. Oh, Peter. <laughs> Poor Peter. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And he's try. He's trying so hard. Oz. Yes, he's he trying really so is. hard to be to be sexy. Yes. And he's trying so hard to be, you know, to to kind of uh, charm her. Yes. And it's he, just yeah. not working. Right. He. Uh... I, he he would be the type of individual that would he he wants to make love, like yeah we're know. we're soulmates yeah we're soulmates we need to we're soulmates we need to be together you and me forever <laughs> and uh, and she's like mm, could you try and spank me maybe that'll work like try this mm-hmm. and it's just not working for either one of them. Peter, Peter's yeah. so confused. <laughs> he's obliv- he's yeah. oblivious to it. He's so oblivious right. to it, Oz. He just he doesn't get it. No. Like, like you 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 get the impression this is this might be a first for him. Oh yeah. If, if uh, yeah, and <laughs> which he's and, pulling in that J.C. Penny money, so you'd think he'd be pulling honeys <laughs> all the time. He's got a cell. He's phone. got a cell phone, <laughs> but apparently not. Apparently not. So they they do make love. And afterwards, he asks, "Did I hurt you?" And she just gives it just a disappointed, right? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> like I wished you would have, but no, no. <laughs> oh, 
Poor Peter. I know. He's such a nice guy, but he's just such a dweeb. Right, he really is. He's he's such a dweeb. Oh, man. He makes young Curtis look hunky. <laughs> There's a certain mutual friend of ours I have in mind right now that reminds me a lot of him the way that this mutual friend acted in college. <laughs> I'm yeah, leaving names out, but... I got a couple of guesses here, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> We'll leave it at that. Yeah. So we're back at work the next day, and Lee is trying so hard yeah. to to get Edward's attention, and she puts a dead worm in oh, the envelope. Yeah. yeah. And and he can't he can't ignore this one. He, he she she mails him a dead worm. Right. I know what'll get him. Instead <laughs> of a worm. Oh, if I if I had a nickel for every time Melissa mailed me a dead worm. <laughs> I got a whole file cabinet full of them. It's nice that you keep them. Yeah, I mean, she went through the effort right. to do it. I mean, I mean, it, it's like Christmas cards. You feel guilty yeah. throwing them out. I don't. I, I don't either. <laughs> and so he he calls her back to the to his office again, and you you it seems like. Things could go in one of a couple of directions. Mm-hmm. It could maybe the relationship rekindles the way it has been, but it it for the first time the relationship turns overtly sexual. Yeah, uh, they they don't have sexual intercourse. No. but but uh, he he pleasures himself, and he looks vulnerable. Yes, he looks ashamed. Um, he looks almost kind of beside himself. And after she leaves for the day, he rips everything off the walls. Oh, he just, it's like a tornado he's, he's, went through the place. He smashes the place up and he's, he's unhappy with, with what he's become. Yeah. He's unhappy that he's kind of revealed, he's overtly reveal, revealed this part of himself I mean, to it's, her. it's been this, like, the workplace has been this, like, erotic dungeon for the two of them. I mean, the the picture frames on the wall are the typo letters with the red circle. Like, I mean, the hallways are lined with the motivation of their relationship. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, that's how that's how overt it's become and how outwardly it's become is that they celebrate and now, like like you said, it's just gone destructive because, like you said, his vulnerability was there because he, he she won. Like, mm-hmm. and if you're a dominating personality, you win, and she won here. And with his, you know, with his release, it was signifying that I I gave in to her, and oh, he just has a heck of a time dealing with that. He can't cope with it. No, he he can't cope with it. So he smashes the office up, um, and it's at the same time again the the their dynamic has kind of turned to one eighty from where it started. Like she's she's really settling into herself. She's listening to a book on tape yeah. that's called How to Come Out as a Dominant Submissive. <laughs> like she's literally yeah. listening to a book on tape that's called that. Um, he calls her back into the office again. I think it's the next day and. And he's and he he repeats the interview questions. Yes. So the it has cycled around. He he's talking with her like the same interview that that they had earlier in the mm-hmm. movie when she showed up for the job in the first place. And he tells her that he can't give her the job. No. And he fires her. Yeah. It's not a good fit. 
Mm-mm. And she's just dumbfounded. And I don't blame her. Like, as a submissive that, like you said, she's a submissive that has grown into the dominant portion. She's in control of her life now. And that's something mm-hmm. she's never had. And so, but to be in control makes you a dominant. So she, she's willing to be the submissive partner here, but that turns him off. Because yeah. I, you, you know, I don't want you to be willing. <laughs> well, and it's and it's exposed him to himself in the oh, sense absolutely. that like he ha- he has to accept what he is, right. and he just can't. Um, bef- right before she walked in, I forgot to mention this. He had he had typed up a letter that he dropped in the shredder as soon as she walked in, mm-hmm. and the letter said, "Lee, this is disgusting. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm like this." Yeah, and again, he he's ashamed. He he's never had to reveal this part of himself to anyone else let alone himself and now he's he's forced to reckon with it and and he can't so she slaps him he fires her um he says you have to go or i won't stop and he apologizes calls it a mistake and yells at her to get out and as she leaves that secretary one and light comes back on outside oh i know it's awful yeah she didn't want him to stop she she pretends to go to the office the next day. Yeah. Uh, Peter proposed to her. Yeah, they're gonna get married. Yay, Peter! <laughs> he proposed to her in the basement of J.C. Penney's. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure that his parents were so proud. Oh yeah, it's probably you know what because his parents are his best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they probably went to bingo right afterwards. Right. Oh, let's probably took him out for dinner at Ponderosa. <laughs> and then got milkshakes at Arby's later. <laughs> right, there you go. Uh, and she said yes because she didn't know what else to do. Right. And then and then she's over at Peter's house trying on his mom's wedding dress. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to get married. Right. They're going to get married, Oz. And she realizes what happens. She runs out. We we kind of have, at a glance, it would look like the stereotypical kind of like runaway bride yeah. kind of sequence. Yeah. But, but she literally runs out of the house in this wedding dress and she goes to um she runs in Edward's office and he's doing crunches again yeah. which whenever he's doing that he's feeling vulnerable right. or ashamed yeah and he tries to dismiss her she says she loves him and he says we we can't do this 24 hours a day 7 days a week and she she calls him on it. Yeah. She says, "Why not?" <laughs> right, like we she both says, enjoy. Why it. not? Yeah. yeah. So this is the ultimate test. Yeah. He was testing her earlier in the film with things, oh, and yeah. he he ha- again. It's in a lot of ways, this is a test of his of his own shame, mm-hmm. and you know, her getting through this validates his existence. But she she or he tells her to sit in the chair, put your hands on the desk, palms down, and don't move. Don't move. Keep your feet on the floor until I come back, and he leaves. Mm-hmm. He just leaves. He just he walks out. Right. Just leaves her there. That's your challenge. And she's, and she's happy. all in. Oh, she's she's so happy. all in. Yeah. In Peter's mom's wedding dress. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and she and he's outside, like watching through the window, drinking coffee. Uh, all of her loved ones come in. Oh yeah, dad comes in, mom comes in, Peter comes in. Mm-hmm. Peter drags her off the table. She freaks oh, out. She yeah. backhands him. Yeah, she's. I mean, says she, he's. She's urinating herself like mm-hmm. all over the wedding dress. She's serious about <laughs> this. Yeah, 
serious, yeah, very serious about this. Mm-hmm. Dad comes by. He's the one person, the one person that says that um, he says that, um, that her soul and her body are hers to do with as she wishes, and she she's crying tears of joy. Mm-hmm. She's the one person of, of uh, you know non Edward people right. that comes in and says something genuine to yeah. her. Yeah, the others are trying to help. They really are trying in in the way that they think they know how, but it's not the language that she's speaking. Exactly, that's just what I was said. They're not speaking; they're speaking at her. They're not speaking to her. Yeah. And the 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 press is covering it. They think she's on some kind of hunger strike, or you know, they're making their their own narrative. I get to this later. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And he comes back. Three days later, mm-hmm. she's like three days. It's, she looks like she hasn't slept the entire time because of the fear of I might move and I can't. Like yeah. she just looks so broken. Well, she's disoriented, yeah. but she's still doing it. Mm-hmm. She's still doing it, Oz. And he carry he gives her water, carries her out, um, almost kind kind of like kind of the bride crossing the threshold. She's yeah. still wearing the wedding dress. Yeah. yeah. In a way, you could say this is kind of when they're like spiritually married. Absolutely, when you could... it's when they when their souls mate. Yes, as opposed to the soulmate, Peter. <laughs> poor Peter. Oh, poor Peter. Oh, poor Peter. Like his mom's wedding dress smells like pee. <laughs> <laughs> so Edward Edward carries Lee back to his his uh, his home and cares for her and bathes her. Uh, there is a sequence in this movie that um, is kind of kind of the the penultimate moment of the movie where she's standing completely nude. Um, he's kind of almost kneeling next to her mm-hmm. as if she's almost kind of literally on a pedestal. Yeah, and it's kind of the way she's framed. Oh yeah, very and she sculpture like. Yeah, and and it's it's her almost her true form. You know, her her scars are literally revealed. Mm-hmm. She's literally pointing out all of her scars from self-harm to him uh without shame without hesitation he's not judging her no she uh she asks him a series of questions about his life which i found the sequence to be really sweet and he answered one where he was born des moines iowa (laughs) (laughs) so you would again in the context of the movie it's sweet yeah. You and I, because we're jerks, yeah. we'll think about it like, well, he's from Iowa. <laughs> of course, he's from Des Moines. He's from, I- he's from Des Moines. Might as well be from La- Berwyn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we're jerks, yeah. that's what we focus I know. on here. We are jerks. We are jerks. Yeah. And then we, we end we end the movie with a little scene. They're in domestic bliss. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I, yes. They're married. Uh, there's a, there's a quick shot of them having sex in the woods. She's tied she's tied to a tree. Yeah, oh, and yeah. They're, not that, they're, yeah, they're, they're, you see a lot of it in movies of up against a tree. No, she's tied to the tree. Like yeah, that's what works for this relationship. <laughs> yeah, he's telling her how to stack the pillows in the bed, and she's all about it. Mm-hmm. He goes to work. She stays there. She puts a dead bug on the pillow to wait for him when he comes oh, back. Oh, I can't wait for him to see I did it wrong. <laughs> yeah. And the last the last shot of the movie is such a beautiful little moment. It's it's a it's a close up of Lee's face. She's kind of on the porch, and then she looks up at the camera. Oh and yeah. Just kind of and just kind of smiles, and then puts her chin down just a little bit because you know it, it kind of just that little chin nod down because there's something that's just a little. I'll use the word off mm-hmm. about the movie in a good way. Yeah. 
and it um it shows how just how content she is yeah, and how just, happy she is. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. She's there. And we, we cut and we cut the black. Oh. And that's 2002's secretary Oz. Oh yeah. She nailed it. Mm-hmm. So at this point in the show, Oz and I give our own unique rating to the film that we just watched and discussed. Oz, how would you rate Secretary? I was torn if I wanted to give it six red pens or six light, six colored light bulbs for uh, Secretary <laughs> wanted sign. I'm gonna go six red pens. I think six red pens is is a is a great rating. I'm going with seventy eight urine stained wedding dresses. <laughs> 78 of them. 78. It's a, it's a good number. It's a lot of urine. It's a lot of dresses to, to try on and pee in all of them. <laughs> David's bridal isn't going to want those back. Now, is is she peeing with them on or is she like marking her territory? No, she's putting them on okay. and peeing. Okay. Yeah. It's different, it's, if, not, it's different it's, if she's spraying at bri- David's bridal. And someone else is just, it's just pulling him through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we close the show, folks, with the three, two, one. This is where Oz and I share our three goods, two bads, and one ha about the movie. In this case, Secretary Oz, what are your three goods? All right, first good. Maggie G's all-in performance. Uh, oh, amazing. You know, she's I, so good in this. We could go on and on and on, but, you know, no stunt butts here. Um, she's Mm-mm. totally on board with this first leading role. And and reading the trivia, she was, one, she was more than willing to add more to this character than what the director was asking for, which I think mm. goes a long way when you've got a Hollywood director and a first-time leading lady, and as much as she put out there for this role, um, for most of it to be her idea, I think is really empowering for her and good mm-hmm. for her. You know, it's it's yeah. one thing to react because your director is asking you to go fully nude, but no, that was, nope, I want to do it. This is what we're going to do here. So good for her. I also really liked um, kind of the uncertainty of the era. Um the costumes and set design, it didn't date the film at all. Uh, mm-hmm. It left it very open-ended as to when it took place. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, you could get real nitpicky and identify the vehicles uh, and when they were out. But it really had this kind of Edward Scissorhands feel to it. That, um, you know, it just, it, it, it's like you could argue it could have been made wherever and whenever. We do know that mm-hmm. it was set play. It was in Florida, wasn't it? Didn't it? It was kind of set in somewhere in Florida, I think. I want to say I, it was I honestly somewhere. didn't. I think I saw it somewhere on a mailing or something, you know, like real quick. Um, sure. But but really just, it just kind of had this, could have been whenever, you know, just this uncertainty mm-hmm. of the era. Uh, and my third one, I really do appreciate how the film handled self-harm as a response to environment. Um, yes. Lee was not a bad person or a tortured soul. She was just trapped in a messed up family situation and just had no idea how to retreat. And I think the movie handled it very well as they weren't painting her a picture of somebody who is bad. Um, It's just somebody who's lost. And I'm Mm -hmm. glad by the end she found her way and was able to become the person that she truly made her, that wanted to be happy. Uh, Those are my three goods. How about you? Uh, my three goods I, I'm always glad that I prepare more because <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, no no it's good it's 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 how we work here um I'll go with James Spader for my first um 
as great as Maggie Gyllenhaal was, it, it this movie would not have worked had you not had two people who were just all mm-hmm. in on this movie. And um, you know, as emotionally vulnerable as she was, like he was in his own way as well. Yeah. And um, you know, sometimes Spader can come across as a little um, I don't know, like cold and distant in his performances. Yeah. You know, and really um, in the eighties, that's kind of what made him who he was. Mm-hmm. Is just this jerk. Yeah, and there's elements of that here, but again, it's part of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, him now not allowing himself to be anything but kind of distant um, until you know he's until the end where he's finally certain that he can truly be vulnerable with this person and accept who he is. So you know, good for James Spader in in, in this wonderful performance from him. Uh, my second good will go with. Uh, the movie movie didn't pretend to be anything that it wasn't. Right. Uh, it was clearly low budget. Um, you know, you know, it's there was really only a couple couple sets that they mm-hmm. had the whole time, and you know, you know, obviously no effects or, or anything like that. Right. We've had in some of the other movies we've talked yeah. about, but it it leaned into its low budget nature and was really a great character study. You know, about the these these two uh, these two wonderful characters, and again, it it just it it was that, and and it owned its indie cred and and, and it, it it did a great job with it and the last one kind of ties into to your final good as well and that the and at, at the risk of repeating some of the things oh, you said I, I just I'm so happy with how this movie treated um you know treated the Lee character and her her struggles with self-harm um it always left her with dignity it all the movie always left her with with the character with grace and they didn't fall into, and this is coming from a mental health practitioner here, it, it, it didn't fall into that trap of treating self-harm the same as suicidal ideation. It is rare that those are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, you know, when people self-harm, it is typically kind of in the vein as, as to what the Lee character does here. It's a means of coping. It's a means of, of feeling something, mm-hmm. of escape. Uh, it's rarely ever intended as as uh as with suicidal intent and i'm really glad that they didn't fall for that trope right that uh that hollywood often does uh with with this kind of characterization uh so oz what are your two bads uh for james spader whispers too much um, <laughs> and there, there were, um, and it's, I've, some of it may be, you know, just the video playback or whatever, but, um, a pet peeve of mine is when I have to constantly keep my thumb on the volume button of a remote when I'm watching a movie. And so I found I'm turning it up a lot to hear Spader and then I have to turn it down real quickly because I know Lee is going to speak in a normal voice. And if I keep it turned up to Spader's volume, then she's going to be yelling. Um, so... That was my first, which is James Spader. He just whispered too much in this movie. Uh, <laughs> and the second, the, the second is um, late in the third act. The the media circus uh, towards the end with her hunger strike. It just yeah. It it didn't it didn't fit for me. Um, you know, it just I know it, it just I don't know it it, it I. Everybody in and out of the office to try to talk to her was fine. That part was fine. But you throw reporters in the mix. We're in day three. And I'm like, no, we're not. Like, you know, it's not It's not what it is. It's like how this even became, like, publicized news is beyond me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, so that was my second bad. I just thought that that little piece of the media circus was just, mm, I didn't care for it. How about you? Sure. 
Um, my bads. Um, I'm going to start with uh, the trailer. I think, as you had pointed this out when we were communicating about this movie before, the trailer makes it look like it's a really soft kind of kind of rom com kind yeah, of thing, and, and it is a dark humor. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I mean, there is humor in the movie. Don't get me wrong. Like, like some of the stuff with the Peter and his family, and mm-hmm. and and how and and that kind of montage sequence when they were really getting into into, into their interplay between each other at the office. Right. Um. It it was fun, but it wasn't like like guffaw laugh. No. You know, they're, they're, you know, like there's no laugh track underneath it. Right. And the trailer, the trailer just kind of made it look like this 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 cheeky little rom com. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The humor in this movie is probably closer in line to um even though napoleon dynamite's a straight comedy but there's really not a whole lot in napoleon dynamite you're laughing at because it's supposed to be funny you're laughing at it because it's so weird and goofy that it's funny and Mm -hmm. like that's how peter's family was it was just you know you're laughing at it because you're like oh my god this is ridiculous because there are people that are like this these are the people that you know, if they're if they're at a restaurant with a bunch of friends, they're going to toast to friendship or something, you know, something like that. Uh, you know, the kind that you people, you know, like you and I, because we're jerks, we just kind of roll our eyes. We're like, oh, come on. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so that's for me. That's why this movie was funny. Where it was funny was because of that. Not because it yeah. was like, ha ha ha, you know. Um, but anyway, I agree with you 100 percent on that one. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that I'll, I'll I'll characterize as a bad, even though again this is kind of nitpicky, is the the characters' motivations are it's it it's so subtle, like you have to give this movie multiple viewings to really kind of understand what's motivating the characters, and 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 it's not bad by any means. It's just you have to have a lot of patience with this movie, yes, um, to really kind of get what's going on because again he. His character can be framed as very cruel, mm-hmm. uh, when in fact it like a, again he's he's being cruel to himself through through the whole time. Right. But uh, but it, it's just it it really takes a couple of viewings, you know, a very attentive viewings to really kind of you know see through and get what's going on here. Yeah, I agree. So 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 Oz, what's your huh? Uh, my huh is if if. Edward Gray is obviously so distraught by his romantic desires. Um, you know, as many times as he tried to push Lee away, despite her obviously being the one. Why was his house prepared to be this S&M love nest that it was? Like, like clearly he's running through the cycle of secretaries and he finds reasons why none of them work. And he finally finds one that works and he tries to push her away. But it's like at home... He's got everything ready. It's like it's it's you know it's it's his it's heaven for this relationship, and it took forever for it to get there. So that was my. It's like, are you are you really keeping that grass bed manicured, um, you know, and all these other things? So that was, and again, it was. I was I really struggled to find a hug because this was a tight movie. There really wasn't mm-hmm. anything, yeah, you know, extraordinary that was that was present. But that was mine. It was like. Why is his house already prepared for a relationship like that when he's resistant to actually getting to a relationship like that? So my huh is what's wrong with J.C. Penny? <laughs> right. <laughs> they treat they trade J.C. Penny it's, like it's a joke. It is. A, yeah. <laughs> they got they got some fine attire there, Oz. <laughs> 
Now, I'd understood if they said Sears. Take your pot shots. Oh, yes. Sears. S- yeah, yeah, Sears, whatever. They, they got it coming. Car- Carson Perry Scott. <laughs> What's wrong with JC Penny? I'm going to. I'm gonna throw a, a bonus hump oh, in there, though. All right, all right, fair we're, we're getting a bonus, a bonus hump for this episode, and this one comes from Melissa, my wife, who suggested this movie <laughs> for for this podcast, and her hump is why no spader nudity. <laughs> is that why apparently she? Wanted, she is that why apparently she wanted she to watch wanted, it? <laughs> she wanted to see what the Age of Ultron was really all about. <laughs> right. Oh, she wanted to never. Never mind. <laughs> Never yeah. mind. Uh, I wasn't there oh, yeah. until you made the Ultron joke, but <laughs> never mind. Uh, all right. Well, listeners, that wraps up 2002 Secretary. Uh, as usual, we, being the jerks we are, find ourselves laughing at the end of it. <laughs> but uh, it really was a sweet movie. It covered a lot of yeah. bases that are important. Because 7 billion people out there, you know, love is different for everybody. Um, and these two thankfully found it in the hour and a half they're on screen together. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, And if you're a maniac like my wife and you think this is <laughs> this this defines romance for you, then so be it. <laughs> maniac. Love you. <ya. laughs> <laughs> oh, next week, we will be covering the Brad Pitt... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. There, uh, yeah. There you go. So we're back to we're back to my wife Jenny's recommendation. We'll be watching Legends of the Fall, another movie I have never seen before. Um, Same. So this will be. I, I've, I've seen like bits of it, but yeah. I've never my, seen it all I, the way through. I purposely avoided this as my sister. This was growing up. There were movies that back in the days the VHS were played so much the tape would wear out. Mm-hmm. Young in her life, it was Free Willy. That movie played daily, multiple times a day. And then she eventually moved on to... Uh, um, I don't remember if Legends of the Fall was before or after Reese Witherspoon's Fear. Um, but the, <laughs> but they they were roughly the same era of... we wa- This mm-hmm. movie was playing in our house constantly. So because hey, of that... Mr. Walker. Mr. Walker. <laughs> so because of that, I, I may, I, I've never seen this movie. It was almost a challenge to like, I can go my whole life without seeing Legends of the Fall. Especially when it's playing 365 days a year in my, in my, in my own home. Um, so Jenny mentioned it. And so we're going to be watching it this weekend. So Legends of the Fall. Never seen it, I, I, and I'm open. I feel to like it. this this movie was like like a like an awakening for for women of a certain age. A long haired Brad with, Pitt, yeah, I think so. Oh, with with yeah, like early to mid nineties, mm-hmm. hunky Brad Pitt, like yeah. prime meet yeah. Brad Pitt. Yes, Oof. you got prime. Yeah, you got hunky Brad Pitt. And if this isn't cutting it for you, then I'm sure Interview with the Vampire was going to get it done for you. So either way, you got young Brad Pitt. So that's what we're watching for uh, next week's episode. Um, you know, just your typical end of show stuff. You can catch us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we, I, you know, the last couple of weeks, cause we weren't gaining a lot of traction. I didn't put much on Instagram. I put Instagram up for the bodyguard and like all it was is there. And of course I always throw little hashtags in there. 
got like 15 likes on our Instagram post for the bodyguard. Nice. Uh, oh, that's great. It didn't, they didn't transition to listens, but people at least like the fact that we're covering movies that they've heard of. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of the bodyguard. Hey. That's, that's, that's worth hitting a button for. Yeah, I like that you covered the bodyguard, but I'm not going to listen. Uh, <laughs> I like the, the idea <laughs> that someone covered it. I've heard of podcasts and you're covering it. So good for you. I'm going to move on with my day though. Um, and so, yeah, like, subscribe, review, share with your friends, whatever you need to do. We greatly appreciate it. Those of you that do come back and listen each week, thank you. We're glad that we've got a, a small little family here. You're our soulmates, and we appreciate you being here. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're our Peter. That's right. That's right. You, you are our Peter. Um, but yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna wrap this episode up, episode 16. We'll be back next week with Legends of the Fall. Curtis, you got anything? No, we just we look forward to talking about Hunky Brad Pitt. Hunky next Brad week. Pitt. I think Aiden. Oh, yeah. I, there's a. I, know, I almost said Aiden Quinn. It might be Aiden Quinn. I don't. Yeah, know. it is. Yeah, Aiden, Aiden Quinn, Henry Tom, Henry Thomas. There we go. <laughs> there you mm-hmm. go. For, for you for you ET fans, <laughs> you got some Henry Thomas coming at you. Uh, so yeah, for let's talk about flicks. I'm Oz. I'm Curtis, and we'll see you next week.